0: Welcome to the Wealthier Together pop-up podcast. The purpose of this podcast is to help women cultivate wellness in all areas of their lives. Today, I'm interviewing Dr. Tiffany Pierce, and we're going to be talking about reframing your mindset and finding and living a purpose-driven life. Dr. Tiffany Pierce is a native of Mobile, Alabama. She's currently living in Kennesaw, Georgia. She's a proud mom and wife to her two Archies, Archie III and Archie the Fourth. She's an encourager by nature, a community pharmacist, professional, and Christian life coach and speaker. Tiffany is also an actress who credits a national TGI Fridays commercial, a Lifetime movie, and several plays on her resume as an actor and director. However, none of these accolades hold more value than her relationship with Christ. Tiffany feels her main purpose in life is to help women discover their oh-so-beautiful lives by discovering who God created them to be and discovering what he created them to do. Nothing brings her more joy than seeing women come alive. Recently, the Lord has been pulling Tiffany to dive more into her story of overcoming debilitating anxiety and create programs and materials to combat this epidemic in our society. As a community pharmacist for over 12 years, Tiffany gets to witness firsthand the amounts of antidepressants, anti-anxiety, and amphetamines dispensed on a regular basis. Tiffany has decided to pour all of her energy into pulling as many women out of the trenches of stress and overwhelm and tell her story of how completely surrendering and making drastic lifestyle changes has left her anxiety free for over three years. Her mission is to help women create balance in their lives by helping them to tap into their desires, their design, and ultimately live their destiny. That's when real peace that transcends understanding takes on a literal meaning. Doctor Pierce is no stranger to the spotlight, but has dedicated her life to shining a light on Jesus and making his name known near and far. And you can find Dr. Pierce on SOAR Radio every Friday morning at six forty AM Central Standard Time. So hi Doctor Tiffany, how are you doing?
1: I'm good. How
0: are you? I am doing well. So can you tell us a little bit about a little bit more about your story and about yourself. We you now touched on it, but tell us just a little bit more about, you know, who you are, where you are now and what you're doing.
1: Okay, well hello everyone, I am Dr. Tiffany Pierce and I'm really excited to be here with Dr. Blessing today. Um, as she stated, I am a pharmacist. I've been a pharmacist for about 14 years now um, and I am now a clinical pharmacist. I've done a lot of community and retail. Um, that's, that has been my background, but I am I'm now working in a clinical setting. Um, but also, in addition to being a pharmacist, I am also a life coach, a Christian life coach. And that has been something that has brought me more joy than anything that I've ever done in life. Um, as she mentioned, I have done acting. I've, I've, I really have retired acting. That's not something that I'm actively pursuing anymore, but um, I have always been creative and having my own business as a life coach and being an entrepreneur has allowed me to use my creative um, side of my brain because I'm able to create create products and do different things to help women find out who God created them to be, and and really most importantly, what he created them to do. I believe that, I know a lot of times we hear, you know, go after your passion, and sometimes I think it might get cliche, but the thing is, you really should be pursuing something every day that you are passionate about. You don't necessarily have to make that a career up front. It could be a hobby, and then you can maybe make it a side hustle until eventually you can go full-time, but every day you should be pursuing something that truly lights you up. And so that is what I do in my practice, Also, You Coaching. The name is also You Coaching because I I really want to help people discover who God created them to be, Um, which is why I am a Christian life coach and not just a regular life coach because I believe that you won't know exactly what you're passionate about and what your purpose is unless you know God and who he created you to be. And, And you find that by spending time with him and allowing him to help you figure it out.
0: That is very true, um, and it's definitely important to remember that our passions were given to us by God, like he's our creator, and therefore whatever yes. passions that we have or giftings or talents were given to us, and if we go er- and look everywhere else for you know, either affirmation or uh, you know confirmation of things that we think we're supposed to do, it's not the same mm-hmm. as going to the one who actually created us to do that, gave us those talents yes. and gifts. Very true. So how can women reframe their mindset?
1: Well, I think the first thing um, you have to do is you have to identify what are, you, what are your limits and beliefs? What are those unhealthy patterns of thinking that are repeatedly keeping you stuck and from making any progress i believe that we have to really learn how to investigate our own lives and, and look at our own habits and really be honest with ourselves and say what are some of the things that keep me stuck um i know i know you are a chiropractor and i know you work with your women on eating healthier and mm-hmm. so maybe for some of those women who i know you would telling me about their mindset. And sometimes you spend more time um, working with them on their mindset, because sometimes if you don't get that together, then you're not going to really reach your goal. And so like for some of your um, clients, you know, for eating healthier, um, one of the things that I do notice is that we have a lot of information that comes with comes at us all the time. And, and when you do set out to do something, you may get overwhelmed with all of the information. And so I think sometimes when you are overwhelmed, you wind up procrastinating and not really doing anything with information because you wind up feeling like, you know, I don't know what to do. I don't know where to start. It's so much. And so once you really identify, you know, those patterns of thinking and and the things that are keeping you small, then I think the next thing you need to do is you need to really figure out what's what's going to be your path to get to where you want to get. Um, And you have to start breaking it down into little small steps and bite sizes, because if, you, if you're going to do anything and you start off with a defeated mindset, then you're not going to go far. And so um, just to really kind of recap, I just really think the first thing, the biggest step is just identifying what it is that is keeping you stuck. What are your unhealthy patterns um, that are keeping you in the same environment over and over again? You know, because we have different days. Every day you wake up and we live life. But a lot of our days are the same days. We don't do anything different. We have the same patterns. We have the same mindsets. And that's because we really don't take the time to study the things that keep us small and then put those things down on paper so that you can see it and then begin to write out things that you can do to overcome. And one of the biggest things is our, our thoughts, the things that you're thinking about. So I hope that answers your question.
0: It does, and that's very true. So what if a woman is overwhelmed and she's becoming anxious about sitting down and identifying these negative thoughts or patterns? What would you um, tell her, especially with your experience um, battling and
1: overcoming anxiety? Okay, so the first thing I would say is um, you want to really think about what you're thinking about because everything starts in the mind. Mm -hmm. That is the very first thing because you have so many thoughts that you're thinking, even in in one minute, you have so many different thoughts. Um, And so the first thing you want to do is you want to start capturing those thoughts. And of course, um, I always take it to the Bible, where the Bible says you have to think on those things that are lovely and that you have to take those thoughts captive. And so you have to really begin to have something to say in addition to what you're thinking. So you may be thinking that I can't do this. I am overwhelmed with this. Like I don't even think I'm gonna be able to do anything that I Mm -hmm. set out to do. Then that's not a thought that, that's not what God thinks about you. So you have to go to the Word. You have to have something to combat those things that you're thinking about. I call them lies because they are lies. And so the the Word says that you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. So what you have to do is you have to have a set of verses or affirmations, you know, I know everybody might not, you know, believe the same way I believe, but affirmations are things that you can say that is going to kind of shift your mindset. And so one of the things that I work with some of my clients on is I, I have something called a negative positive pattern diagram. Mm-hmm. And so in that diagram, what what happens is, okay, it starts with a thought. Everything starts with a thought. So uh, let me back up a stimulus. Something happens. You're thinking a certain thing or something happens to you. And so that's a stimulus. So the next thing is you're gonna have a thought. Now, on the negative side of the pattern diagram, you're either going to think, um, if you're thinking negatively, then you're going to have an irrational thought. Mm-hmm. And if you're thinking positively, then you're going to have a rational thought. So, like I said, if you are set out to eat healthy or to exercise, um, you know, you maybe get a health report from the doctor that says you really are going to have to start um, losing weight or you're going to have to... Um, you know, get on insulin or you're going to you're running into like heart issues and things like that. So that's a stimulus. You can either think negatively, negatively about that or positively. And so if you think negatively, then you're going to have an irrational thought. Well, I'm going to die. I'm never going to be able to do this. And so then that thought is going to produce an emotion and then that emotion is going to produce an action. And so the actions that you take every single day are a result of your thoughts. And so those actions become your habits. So over time, you're doing the same thing. You're thinking the same thing. You start trying to, you know, eat healthier. You start trying to um, do better in life, but then you're you're sucked back into those negative patterns and those negative actions because your emotions are, you know, all over the place. Your thoughts are all over the place. And so after you have that action, it's going to produce a result. And then it's going to cost you something. It's going to cost you your energy. It's going to cost you your, um, you might be depressed. You know, and so those thoughts are really costing you more than anything. So what you want to do is you want to shift to the positive side of the diagram. So you have the same stimulus that doctor said, you know, you're at risk of heart attack or stroke. Uh, you might have to, you might, you're pre-diabetic, you might need to get on insulin. And so you're like, okay, you know what? I can do this. That's a You think rationally instead of irrational. You're like, I can do this. I can do all things to Christ. You know what? This is the one time I'm going to stick to my goal. And so that thought is going to produce an emotion, but that emotion is going to be positive. So then you're going to have an action. That action is going to be positive. You're going to start working out. You're going to start eating healthier. Then it's going to produce the desired result. And then you're going to gain instead of lose. It's not going to cost you. You're going to gain. You're going to gain your health. You're going to gain more confidence. And so one of the things you have to do is you have to start breaking things down into bite-sized pieces. Um, one of the things that I used to do when I was an actress was I used to take improv classes. And I remember one day um, in improv class, um, you had to get up and pull out a scene, something that you were going to have to act out. And I remember I pulled out, um, get up and act like, like you do your routine in the morning. Like, mm-hmm. what do you do in the morning, first thing? And so I get up and I brush my teeth. I wash my face. But you know what? It was so simple, but it was so I made it so complicated. So I was sitting there. in in front of everybody and I'm like, okay, what's the first thing I'm going to do? You know, what is the the first thing that I do? And I'm like, well, I brush my teeth. And so, but you don't just start brushing your teeth. You turn on the water, Mm -hmm. you get your toothbrush out, you put it under the water. So just to make a long story short... What I had to do is I had to start with one. Start with the first thing I do. So when you're thinking about eating healthy, don't think about all of the things that you got to do, you know, the money, all the recipes. How am I going to even get the recipes? Do I have the time to do it? Start with the one thing that you can do right now first and then do that and then think about the next thing. So don't think about the whole big picture. Think about what you can do right now. So don't overcomplicate it. That's one of the first things that you can do to actually really start making progress in your life. Start with the one thing that you can do, instead of thinking about everything that you can't do, or all the times that you fail, and all all the reasons why it won't work.
0: That's really good. And I like the way you broke it down into um, when you start thinking negatively, you start having uh, irrational um, actions and thoughts. Yeah, that's really Mm -hmm. I haven't really heard it put that way. But that makes perfect sense. So Yes. What people need to do is they need to sit down, focus on one thing, and then also make sure that they're aware of their thinking patterns. So mm-hmm. regardless of what it is, um, sit down, I guess, write it down. And then from there, decide, I guess, decide how they're going to deal with it, whether or not they're going, whether they're going to take the action, the small actions needed to get them to their desired result, or if they're mm-hmm. going to be overwhelmed or just quit. So that's a good way to break that down.
1: And let me add this too. Another thing is, the one thing you have to do is you cannot do it in your own strength. That's why it's really important for me when I coach from a Christian standpoint. You can't do it in your own strength because you probably have tried and failed over and over again. So you have to really understand that you have someone who wants to help you. And so you actually submit your plans to, to God and he will help you. You know, you don't have to do this on your own. So that's not, that's another um, important thing to note. And also, secondly, is you have to believe in yourself. Sometimes when you start you know, you're defeated before you even start. Because a lot of people, even with, I'm sure you, I don't know if you've experienced this, but even with my clients, people don't really believe that they can actually do what they really want to do. They don't believe in themselves enough. And so you have to truly understand that you can start, begin to eat healthier. You can um, change the way your um, your gut, the floor. You can change your health and, and your patterns and things of that nature. But you have to believe in yourself and know that it is possible for you. Some people, you know, start off with a goal but in the back of their head they're thinking this is never going to happen I'm never going to stick to this you got to really get your mind it goes back it ties back into what I said your thoughts But you got to believe that you could actually do what you're set out to do because if you don't have a vision for it you can't reach somewhere where you haven't been in your mind but you don't actually see yourself getting there
0: that's very true I guess it's kind of like planning a trip, let's say like a vacation. If you don't believe mm-hmm. you're going to get there, then you're not going to get there. So, <laughs> Right. And the first step is to plan and, like you were saying, to identify what that goal is and then identify your limiting beliefs and then take those small steps to actually get to um, your desired goal. I think people want yeah. things overnight, and especially mm-hmm. with health, you don't get that overnight, and mindset work is never overnight because it's – no. Um, accumulation of just, you know, behaviors that you have to take a look at and decide that you're going to reframe them and behave in a different um, act, uh, way and take different actions. So it's not overnight work, anyone, it's not. Um, but you do get there with small steps every day. Yeah. So Dr. Pierce, why do you think that reframing mindset is so difficult? I think you touched on it a bit, but is, are there any other points you can put towards that?
1: Yes, because, you know, at this point, most of us are adults, we've we've experienced life, we've really been, some of us have been through a lot of different things. And so I think by the time um, you become an adult, you have a preconditioned set of life experiences that have really shaped and molded your thought patterns. And so, like, like I said, you have to begin to change those mindsets, but change is hard. And a lot of people don't like to actually put in the step, the work and take the steps that are necessary. Like I said, some people feel defeated before they even start. And so you have to do the work. Like Somebody listening to me right now may be thinking, okay, like I'm waiting for something else I can do. Give me another step. Not realizing that this is the biggest step. Nothing happens until you can believe it, until you can shape your mind and your thoughts because your thoughts are always going to sabotage any process that you may have along the way. Your thoughts, first of all, are going to keep you from ever even reaching your goal. It's going to keep you from even being able to get up and take those steps because, you know, I dealt with anxiety and the anxiety was so crushing and it was just so, it just, I felt like I had weights on me. So no matter what I tried to do, the anxiety kept me from really making progress because I'm so busy trying to nurse my wounds. I'm trying to medicate the anxiety. I'm trying to cope with, you know, just to be able to get up in the morning and be able to smile and just try to pretend that I was okay. And so that I had to work on my mindset. I had to do what I'm saying, but I'm telling your clients, I'm telling everyone that you have to begin to study yourself. You have to begin to really take a step back and just say, what has caused me to think this way? What is really the root of this anxiety? So, it's hard to to, to um, really reframe your mindset because it really takes you um Practicing and doing the mindset work, and so once you have this preconditioned set of life experiences, that has formed habits. You have a you have a certain way that you think all the time. There are some people who can actually think positively. They have trained themselves to think positive. No matter what is going on, they can think of a positive solution. They can think of things in a positive light. There are mm-hmm. a, and I, it's probably very few of those, but you know, some <laughs> people have to really work. You have to work at that. You know, even as Christians, we have to work at. Thinking on things that are pure and lovely and true, but a lot of people have a pre—they um, automatically—I call them ants—automatic negative thoughts. Mm-hmm. They're automatically going to think negatively no matter what. So that is your habit. And so, in order to break a habit, you have to—you know let's say it takes twenty-one days to break a habit. Well, twenty-one days means you have to do something consistently, but you don't stop after twenty-one days. You keep going. <laughs> and a lot of a lot of my clients, a lot of us have a problem. I'm going to put myself in this. You have to. Like we have a, you you have to be consistent at whatever you're doing, and if you're mm-hmm. not consistent, then you're not gonna. No matter what you do, you're gonna. If, even if you start, if you stop when you start it's almost like you got to start all over again. So be, you have to be consistent. So in order to break those habits and those mindsets, you have to be consistent. And that's a word I think a lot of people don't like to hear because it's like, <laughs> yeah, I can, I, can, I can start something. You know, I can eat, I can work out for a week. You know, New Year's, everybody's like, I'm going to go work out. People may work out for a, like a week or two, maybe a month. But if you don't continue, you're not consistent. So at the end of the year, you can't say, Oh man, I didn't, why didn't I, work, why didn't I lose weight? Because I worked out for like a month in the beginning of the year. No, <laughs> you have to be, consi- you have to be consistent. And so if you're not consistent, you're not going to see any results. So in order to change your mindset, why it's so hard is because you already have a set set of thoughts, a set way of doing things. You have a set way of eating already. And so you have to break that by being consistent. And that is one of the hardest things for people to do is to be consistent.
0: That is very true. Um, Especially the whole analogy that you gave about the gym. Yeah, everyone's excited. They've bought all their workout clothes, their shoes, and they're, uh, Mm -hmm. I guess, a week warrior, a weekend warrior. And then um, by (laughs) February, like, no one's in the gym. (laughs) Right. What (laughs) happened? Like, I tell people, I'm like, look, you don't have to go to the gym. Um, if you're someone Mm -hmm. that needs a personal trainer you can get one because that's extra accountability and Mm -hmm. or you know you can walk like a lot of people walking is exercise if you have a dog you have no reason to not be walking outside that's like a baseline or if you have kids you know they're they're very simple ways to actually you know get more active or make a life change like someone I was telling them I was like you know just eating an apple a day. People think it's just stupid. Yeah. No. When mm-hmm. you start eating one every day, you realize mm-hmm. that your choices, well, the people that are consistent and are serious about it, they realize that they feel better and then it empowers them to make other healthy choices. So they don't start out by redoing their whole diet. It's one thing. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, if you're drinking soda, drink two glasses of water beforehand. And the people just, yeah. that they realize, well, you know, I wasn't really all that thirsty, and I really didn't want the soda. And so from yes. there, those small wins help them in that belief in themselves. It's those sm- it's uh-huh. small, consistent things that people overlook. They see everyone right. on social media looking all fit, and uh-huh. drinking and eating smoothie bowls. We don't know what they're doing with that, and that you know that's not. To me, for me, that is just never realistic. For me, I make small no. changes, and then I go from there. So that's very important. Yes. Find something that you can actually stick to. If you cannot stick to it, it, what's the point? You're going to be frustrated right. and very upset when you don't get the goal. And your goal doesn't have to be someone else's goal. Again, I definitely believe in right. the fact that we're all created uniquely and individually. And then we have mm-hmm. specific gifts and talents. So, you know, if you're not a cook, find a friend who is trying to get healthy and maybe you can swap. Maybe, you know, you can keep her accountable for exercising and she can help you prep some meals. It doesn't have to be
1: yes, people have it. these mm-hmm. grand ideas. No, it's real simple stuff. And I think we overcomplicate things when we are kind of fearful and afraid. And like I said, and we don't believe we can do it. It's almost like, let me make an excuse and I can, I can kind of, you know, that excuse can be my way out. You know, because it's like, if I have an excuse, if I talk myself out of it, I don't really have to <laughs> do anything about it. And then I can say, oh man, I really wanted to eat healthy, but I just don't have the time. I don't have the money. And it's like, no, eliminate excuses. Just start me, like you said, what can you do? Stop saying what you can't do because there's something that you can do. And I True. think a lot of times I don't I don't let my clients get away with always trying to be the victim because I'm mm-hmm. like, you're not a victim. You are a victor. Now, I'm not discounting people who have been through some things. You know, I, I do recommend counseling, a lot of therapy. Um, but for the most part, for just people who really are just generally don't have anything traumatic that has happened in the past, and even if you have, you can't still move forward, but it's like, what can you do? Let's stop talking about what didn't work, how you failed last time, how you just don't have this, you don't have that. We're going to, I'm not, in coaching, that's not what we do. We talk about how you're going to move forward. So what are we going to do um, to move you forward? What is the first step that you can take? And that's that's as simple as that. The first <laughs> thing, and then after you master that, and then you move to the next thing, and you know, but you'll be, build up your momentum and you're um you'll be more confident because when you start making progress, you'll be like, huh. I'm doing this, you know, like, wow. And then I feel better. I feel like I'm eating better and I feel healthier. I don't have the brain fog. Like for me, one of the things was changing my diet was really helpful with, with my anxiety. And I didn't have as much brain fog. You know, I, I didn't have as much inflammation, which means I wasn't in pain a lot. It was mm-hmm. just a lot of different things that, you know, you just start realizing that it's no matter what you think you're giving up or what the cost is, your excuses, is, it, is, it, it pales in comparison to what you're going to gain. It's like no excuse, nothing is worth, like no excuse is better than the results that you're going to see. Like no matter what you're giving up, you're going to gain so much more. And so once you begin, but you will never realize that or see that until you actually start. And that's why I'm so, you know, I just really get, you know, really, I mean, I'm, I'm talking to a client and all they can tell me is about their excuses and stuff. I really get a little not aggravated, that's not the word, because I, I don't get aggravated, but I'm just like, there's so much more for you on the other side of this excuse. Mm-hmm. So let's move you from this place to another place. Like you're so used to being in this one place. You're so used to thinking a certain way. We're going to have to shift that thought. And we're going to have to change that one thought and, and, and when you begin to change your thoughts, then you're going to begin to change your mind and then your, your actions and everything, your emotions, everything is going to begin to line up. So it's all about aligning with who God says you are and then aligning your thoughts with His and then aligning your life with the way He really wants you to live your life.
0: That's very true. And how you're saying that what you're talking about emotions, our emotions actually reproduce biochemical responses in the brain and the body. And so when we mm-hmm. get used to having these negative thoughts and dwelling on them and playing them out, people don't realize that when you do that, the, your brain does not know that that event is not occurring. At this moment. Yes. And
1: it mm-hmm. plays
0: that over, and that affects the different, you know, neurotransmitters. And we know that we need some for motivation. And so if you're always thinking these negative, negative thoughts, that no not only affects your emotional health, it affects your chemistry. And then it also affects again, like you were saying, what action you're going to take. So mm-hmm. belief is very powerful, and it also helps you, it helps you use those neurotransmitters that help that will help and move you forward to your goal instead of dwelling on oh like you were saying i can't do this or i can't do that
1: Mm -hmm. right and you become what you think yes you You really do
0: and i'm sure you've had this with your clients when they um i'm sure that when you help them reach an uh, a goal or overcome an obstacle they have this flood of wow i can do this or Mm -hmm. like if you've I don't know. So I've run, I ran a, a half marathon and, you know, before wow. I was like, I'm never going to run any of those things. Cause I'm a sprinter. I do not like distances. One crazy day I decided let's go. But when I finished it, I don't know, it's probably the endorphins or whatever. I was like, wow, I can definitely do this again. Not anytime soon, but I can do this again. But there is a, there is a feeling of accomplishment. And so if, mm-hmm keep working, stay consistent, and get past those obstacles, the same thing happens for other people. You just get this, you know, you feel proud, and you're like, okay, I feel like I can reach my goals.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: Okay. So the next question, and I think you covered this, is what are some things that women should do to uncover their healthy patterns? So I know you said that it's important for them to, um, you have a negative positive pattern
1: diagram are there any other ways Mm -hmm. that they can kind of get through that um well that's the main one just really working on your thoughts and switching your thoughts but i'm going back to what i said in the beginning just really kind of taking an audit of who you are in your life um one of the things that i always say is begin to study yourself you know begin to ask the why and what questions like why um do i give up so easily why do I start things and I never finish them? You know why do I doubt myself so much? Where is this doubt coming from? Just really being curious about yourself? You know one thing as a coach is i'm just I'm always curious about human behavior and why we do the things that we do and why we say and you know the things that we say and a lot of it is just really beginning to and once I begin to start coaching um clients, I begin to start seeing like okay why do you why do you give up so easily? Why do you feel like you can't do this or that. Why do you feel like everybody else can do this, but you can't do it? And it just goes back to maybe some of the things that we've had some life experiences. Some people have started things and they've never, they feel like they they failed at everything. Some people feel like maybe, you know, they put their all into something and it really didn't, you know, turn out the way they wanted it to. So a lot of us face disappointment and discouragement and we're frustrated sometimes at the lack of progress that we've made. And what I always like to say is, is, you know, things could be different this time. You know, try this time with God. You know, really begin to submit your plans to God because it says in the word that if you commit your plans to God, then they will succeed. You know, it might not have been your season. It might not have been your time. So a lot of times you just want to go back and investigate why don't you think that you can do this? And I know one, um, one thing is like some people I know when I was, I don't think this is my actual coaching client, but I remember listening to another coach um, talking about one of her sessions. And one of the things that she discovered is one of the girls um, was having a hard time getting the motivation to work out. And so when she began to start asking quite the right question, what she found out is that she just really felt like, the client felt like it wasn't working. Like it wouldn't work. The work the, her working out would not work because, you know, maybe she didn't feel like she was using the equipment correctly, or maybe she felt like, you know, just, it just won't work for me. And so really overcoming those things. So you won't really know what the root is until you start studying yourself and asking, you know, why do I do what I do? And so once you, once you uncover that, the next thing you have to do is you have to have a clear vision of where you're going. We talked about this already. A lot of this stuff just ties in together, but you have to know what you want. There's so many people who cannot verbalize what they really want. You know, True. it's not really about losing weight, you know? Like, yeah. of course, some, some <laughs> get maybe, but it's really about, you know, it ha- you have to have a strong why. So your yeah. vision has to be tied to a why. Why do you want to lose weight? Why do you want to get healthy? Well, you want to be around for your grandkids, you want, you have children, maybe you have small children. I want to really be able to run around with them without being tired so easily. You know, I want to have the energy to do, you know, to, to really be around. I want to, you know, be able to like the way I look when I put on clothes. I don't, I don't want to look in the mirror, mirror and feel like, you know, I don't like how I look, you know, like really yeah. have a strong why and other than just why like I'm going to lose weight. Because if you just say I'm going to lose weight, there's no feeling attached to that. And one of the things that I talk about a lot is vision casting, you know, projecting yourself into the future of if I achieve X, Y, Z, how are you feeling? Like really sit with that. How are you feeling? I'm feeling joyful. I love my life. You know, I never thought I could feel this way. Like I'm really proud of myself. So really beginning to shift yourself into the future and begin to vision cast and say and, and, and feel those emotions that you will feel. And so from there, you have a vision, your vision cast, and then you can kind of go backwards from, okay, what is my goal? So if this is my goal, I can start with this. I can kind of break it down. But you also want to break it down with the end in mind as well. Mm -hmm. So although you are going to take small steps, you still want to make sure those steps are going to get you to where you want to go. You don't want to be trying to get to (laughs) New York and you wind up in L.A. So you still got to know the bigger picture, (laughs) And so that is, but well, that's one of the main things. Just really, really beginning to question yourself, audit your life, and then begin to to see yourself in the way that you want to, you know, want to be, and then realizing who do you have to be to to get there, Like right? What what kind of person do you have to be to get there? Like if you want to, like you just said, you ran a marathon. Like if you want to be the type of person who runs a marathon, you might say. What was someone who runs marathons like all the time? What do they do? What would they eat right now? What mm-hmm. kind of things are they doing during the day? You know, that kind of thing. Just really beginning to practice being that person. And then eventually you won't be practicing anymore. You will have become that person.
0: That's true. So developing those habits and skills that you need to become that person.
1: Mm-hmm. That's good.
0: Um, and... I think it's very important, especially for the, like you said, vision casting. So knowing that vision and then taking the steps
1: that you need to actually live out that vision. Mm -hmm. And then one of the other things we have to realize that, like we kind of touched on this already, you said earlier, but we, I don't know why, when we begin to start thinking that life is going to be easy, like it's not (laughs) anything. I think sometimes we feel like if something is hard and painful. Then it's like, oh my God, no, no! The hard and the painful things are the things that are going to be most most worthwhile at the end. I mean, just think about childbirth. You know, even leading up to childbirth in nine months, sometimes some women are sick all the time. You have nausea, morning sickness. You have for me, I had heartburn really bad. You know, mm-hmm. and then the delivery in itself, like the labor, it is. It's not, it's not easy. It's it's, it's painful at times, but at the end, it's always worth it. So you just have to realize, like a lot of people say, well, it's so hard. Yes, it's hard. If it wasn't <laughs> hard, then everybody would be healthy and everybody would be doing the right things and everybody would be making you know, lots of money and everybody would be, you know, it's going to be challenging, but that's the fun part to me. You have to begin to look at it as a game and say, I'm going to challenge myself to not I want everything to be easy because if you want to achieve anything worthwhile, it's not going to be easy. And that's what you have to, you got to get that in your mind already <laughs> that, you know what, I, I was made to do hard things. You know, I can do all things. You know, I can like you don't don't see yourself as a someone who is who can't overcome um, things that are hard, overcome barriers and problems. Like instead of looking at the problem, what I want to do is, and coaching is all about shifting your mindset, like reframing. So when you see a problem, usually I want you to begin to start seeing solutions immediately, and not just the problem. So you have to become resourceful. Resourceful people have a solution for every problem. Are they going to find true. out a solution? <laughs> They're not just going to be like, you know what, you know, you know, even when you're on the, on somebody's job, you know, the ones who get promoted the easiest and fastest is those who don't just bring the boss problems. But they're like, sure. you know what, this is the problem, but you know what, this is what we're going to do. This is the solution. This is my suggestion. You know, everybody on the, on the job is going to maybe be complaining about such and such, like, oh, we don't have this or this is happening or whatever. Bring some some solutions to the table. And that's how you begin to get promoted. And that's how you grow. Because you're always trying to overcome barriers and obstacles and you're not just selling it for oh well I don't know what to do that's a problem I'm gonna let that stop I'm gonna stop because I don't know how to overcome this no begin to overcome those barriers by researching by you know believing that you can do it and beginning to say you know what this it, it, this is a perfect opportunity for me to really overcome this for me to find a solution there this is not just a problem problems exist so that solutions can be formed and i'm going to be a person who is someone who doesn't just present a problem or see a problem as an end as a dead end but i see a problem as a new beginning as a way to detour and find another route instead of just letting it stop me from reaching where i want to go you got to be determined to get there no matter what that's true and you're you're getting over your and overcoming your
0: obstacles can be someone else's solution. So yes. your story, definitely. Cause a lot of people are like, Oh pain, I don't want it. Um, you know, it's mm-hmm. not good. I was listening to a um, class that I took a while back and he was saying that pe- he's like, we're all, we're just popping pills for every little pain and this and that. Mm-hmm. And he was like, pain is an indicator for change. If there is no yeah, there's no pain you don't know that anything's wrong. And he was like, God uses pain to shape us and help us help others. But it it is a sign that either a certain stage in our life is not where we're supposed to stay. It usually is something that is trying to push us to grow or develop in some area. And so it's actually a tool, but we like Uh to avoid it. So if you avoid it, you don't grow. And if you don't grow, you're stagnant and you know, all the things that we were talking about, the fear and the anxiety that starts festering. Um, And when you were talking about unhealthy patterns and uncovering those, sometimes people are going to need some accountability. Maybe whether you work with a counselor, because some of these patterns, you don't even know. So a friend, Mm -hmm. um, I started noticing that I was making certain patterns and, and, you know, just, choosing the people I surround myself with. And they're not bad, but I tend to be the type of person that someone gets an idea and I'm like, oh my goodness. Okay. So you, you can do this and do like, I see more Uh for others. And I spend all my time doing that. And I realized, wait, wait a minute, like a, a life event occurred. And I was like, wait a minute. Like, I don't have that. I have not surrounded myself with people who do that same thing for me. And it was just a shock. Um, I started going to a counselor, she started asking me all these questions. I was like, what is she asking me that right now? But really, <laughs> I never would have thought in the way or answered those questions because I, you know, it never really occurred to me. So there's no difficult, if you have, if you have sat down, you've audited your life and you still don't, you're still not aware of what those patterns are, get some accountability, either get a life coach. I always say, make sure you get someone who aligns with your values and get Mm -hmm. a counselor. I have a Christian counselor because you know, at the end of the day, we are both, yes. we both have that same faith. We're on the same page. I'm not going to get extra that I don't know what to do with. Basically, her goal is, you know, to get me closer to Christ and to help me uncover those unhealthy patterns. And it's not anything crazy. It's just, you know, oh, you know, did you set that boundary there or this and how, you know, someone else can look at it from an objective view and really help you put the pieces together and ask those questions that frankly your friends should be asking but you're paying someone else to ask but if you want to grow right. it's something that you have to do because I know some people are like well I don't want people in my business well either you grow or you stay oh, where mm-hmm. you are so that right. is really good um about uh you know those unhealthy patterns and then again embracing the process like you were saying people don't like pain the process is the best part and it's taken me a while to, mm-hmm. to realize that because I like to set a goal and I reach me it and too, I'm like yeah. what's yes. the next one like I don't even yes. I don't celebrate you know I don't I'm mm-hmm. just like next goal and uh exactly. like my counselor was like no no she's like did you celebrate that and I'm just like what is she
1: talking about <laughs>
0: She's like, well, God has joy and he wants you. And I'm just like, what is she? So, you know, she allows me to reframe things. And I'm just like, what are you talking about? I just reached, I set the goal. I reached them and I keep going. And she's like, no, that's not how we were created to, to, you know, set goals and Mm -hmm. do life. So yeah, that, that is sometimes you need someone else that you don't know. That's not, and it's not your friend that can just call you out on some things.
1: Yes. And to take it back off of you, I have that in my notes, too. Um, but for this, the podcast, I was like, mm-hmm. accountability really is important. Mm-hmm. And that is something that, um, I of course, I knew in theory, but I never practiced it until <laughs> I became a life coach. Yeah, when you become whenever you are doing something new, because being an entrepreneur and being a um, life coach was something that kind of threw me for a loop. It was like, okay, you know, I'm going to have to work for this. Like the clients aren't just going to come fall in my lap, you know? Yep. And it became isolating. For the longest, I was actually not practicing pharmacy. I was actually working from home by myself and in and these little four walls in my, in my little office. And then it became lonely. And I began to... Begin to experience those, those negative emotions, like, because I wasn't connected to people who were doing the same thing, people didn't understand, you know, I had all this stuff that I needed to get out, I needed somebody to help me process these thoughts, you know, because one day you feel like you're on top of the world, the next day you're like, man, this is, I'm failing, like, this is not working out, like, and then the next day you're like, okay, I can do this. This is great. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm moving. I'm making progress. So those, the thing that helped me the most is that I, I reached out and I asked, even on, on my social media plat, um, platform, I asked if anybody needed an accountability partner and I kind of gave them what I was looking for. And I was like, you know, when you work with me, like I'm not really an easy person to like, if you want me to be, hold you accountable, like I'm not going to be sugarcoating. I'm going to be like, <laughs> Hey, you know, so I kind of laid it out there and I had one girl who um, inboxed me um, sent me a direct message and was like, Hey, you still looking for an accountability partner. We still, to this day, this has been about, this was like something like in the middle of last year. Mm-hmm. And so we still keep in contact. We still, you know, um, really kind of hold each other accountable. Um, we think the same way, you know, it just was at one point I began to realize that there was nobody around me who I felt like I really just could jail with and related to me, even yeah. on a spiritual level. And, um, just on a a lot of different levels. So when I met this girl, it was just like a breath of fresh air. And it was just like, so yeah, accountability is so important. Just beginning to form relationship with people who are, you know, goal setters who are really like looking to move forward and, and looking to make progress and that, that really want to do things, you know, that the positive things. Because a lot of us are the people who are in our life, our relationships, are part of the problem. They're part yep. of the things that are keeping us to think negative because these people are like, you t- you, you're you trying to tell your goals to them, your dreams to them and they're just like, you know, just for lack of a better word, they're like just poo-pooing on your dreams. They're like, yep. you know, <laughs> you know, you find up feeling like, like garbage, right? You get through talking to them. It's like, you you're not inspired. You're not motivated anymore. You're just like, man, I thought this person would be excited for me. But no, you have to begin to change your environment. If you're going to do anything Uh, If you're going to change anything about yourself, sometimes you have to change your circle, too. You have to begin to get the accountability. You have to begin to even change your relationships and that type of thing, because it really is important to just begin to create a new environment. Because you want to be a new person. You want to create new habits. But you won't do that being in the same environment, being around the same people who may have, you know, been thinking the same way you've been thinking for years and they have no interest in growing and evolving and moving forward that doesn't mean you don't talk to them anymore you just drop them like a bad habit but that means that you do maybe start spending less and less time with them and you begin to be intentional about your life and who you're doing life with and what you're doing with your time and who you're allowing in your space because it's very important
0: yeah especially who you allow to speak into your life like
1: Mm-hmm.
0: For me, I've like I'm just, again like I'm so used to being the one that like because I'm a I think I'm a natural encourager. I see someone look yes. down, I'm like, no. Like yesterday, someone was saying, you know, oh, I'm just broke and poor, and I was like, no, that does not have to be a per- permanent, you know, situation. Like, mm-hmm. you change this, help someone, you know, find someone, to help you budget. Yes. This is natural for me. Like, I think mm-hmm. this is just very natural, and I guess I just got so I don't know. I'm just so because. A lot of people think you want something from them when you, when you're a natural encourager, which Mm -hmm. I don't care for But if someone has a problem or something that they need help with or another perspective, I will offer it. I ask, but I'll offer it because, that's why we're here. Your giftings are not, you know, in no way harm me. And so I don't have a problem seeing someone and encouraging them to reach their dream. That actually makes me happy because I know that I've made an impact in someone else's life, but I realize that some mm-hmm. people don't, um, they don't have that same. I just think that it's, it's probably a gifting. They don't have that same thought process. They, they're not like, okay, mm-hmm. let me help encourage this person. And so it's yeah it's just very very important to make sure you surround yourself with like-minded people i'll go to mm-hmm. conferences and i'll meet people that are they have a purpose they know what goals they're going to reach and do you know what when i'm around them i get new ideas yeah so just like mm-hmm. wow i never would so your environment is very important especially if you're trying to get healthy I have Mm -hmm. clients where it's like, Oh, my husband doesn't want to do this. Or all my girlfriends said, no, I can't. And I'm just like, you love them, but you need to Mm -hmm. upgrade the people that are speaking into your life for this particular transition that you're trying to make. Because we, we hold our friendships and especially family, we hold their opinions a little higher. And even though we may not, say that we make decisions based on what they say to us it affects us and so it's very mm-hmm. important just surround yourself with people that want to grow want to see you grow and are also looking out for the best for you um so that's definitely very important you mentioned how when you were working by yourself um entrepreneurship it, i think it just covers all of your unhealthy patterns and insecurities it does. i have oh realized that <laughs> I, there were things i didn't know i had i was like oh my goodness i need to ask for help like i've learned that I have to delegate. they are just things that I'm mm-hmm. not interested in, like the the tech part. It has taken mm-hmm. me a long time, but I'm like, like I do better when I connect with the patient, the client, whoever, and that's where that's that's natural for me. Um, mm-hmm. I start talking about tech, and my brain starts like shutting down. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes i get it
0: yeah it's good to like you were saying make sure you get that like you have your accountability partner someone who you know has similar values is moving forward and especially since we um are a faith that has a similar faith so that you can again we're supposed to grow like iron sharpens iron if you know you have Mm -hmm. to have people who are interested in growth and helping you grow and vice versa so we've already touched on some of this but um What can women do to live a more intentional life? So we touched on a couple of things. Do you
1: have one or two more tips? Um, I think one of the main things for me, um, when I was really becoming more intentional with my life, what made it possible for me was really getting quiet. Um, I think we're surrounded by noise. We're surrounded by distractions. We're dis- we have social media. We have television. We have billboards while we're driving. We have radio conversations and music. I think really be getting quiet with yourself and cultivating like an inner, life quiet inner life, so that you can hear what what you what you're wanting. Like what what do you want? Like I have to say, Tiffany, what do you want? Because you're just so unhappy. That is why you're so anxious. You're just not happy. And why aren't you happy? And that put me almost like a, taking a sabbatical just to figure out what do I want? Like, mm-hmm. what is it that my soul is needing? And so in order to be intentional with your life, you have to try to figure out what, what do you want to be intentional about, you know? And so to be more intentional, you just really got to become quiet with your, with your thoughts, quiet your thoughts, quiet your environment and really begin to understand who you are and what it is that you want. And so once you know what it is that you want, then you could be more intentional with it. Um, Like for me, one of the things that I'm very intentional about right now is my diet. I cannot do gluten at all. Mm -hmm. And then I'm semi-dairy as well. And also um, I don't do soy. I realize that soy and gluten for sure. Those are the things that I really try to steer away from as much as possible. But it took me studying myself trying to figure out okay if i eat something such if i eat this this is usually when i start feeling bad this is when i start feeling the inflammation my throat is getting scratchy i'm starting to uh, produce mucus um i have the brain fog and i just had to really begin to get quiet and say you know what i can't eat like everybody else you were saying about some people were saying their husband my husband's motto is you have to die of something so he <laughs> so <laughs> is like he is so like he eats whatever he wants and that man never gets sick like nothing ever happens he doesn't feel bad but for me I cannot eat the way he eats and so mm-hmm. I had to just come to terms with it that I have to be intentional when we go to a restaurant you know because a lot of times you you, you know you, and you're you happy and you're eating you just want to eat you want to be merry, <laughs> But I can't you know I have to be intentional when I look at the menu and I see the stuff that I normally would eat that I know is good and it's like oh my god I really want that I have to be intentional that I can't do it so I have to understand that you know that Tiffany can't eat this thing, so I'm I can't eat the way he eats, so I have to be very intentional about that. So just, I think for just for for the sake of of the people who are listening to this, in order to be intentional with your life, you have to really take responsibility for your life and realize that. Certain things that you're doing, certain things that um, you may have habits of doing is not really beneficial for you. So while we might do the mindless scroll on social media, is that really benefiting you? You know, when you say you don't have time to spend with your family or time to, you know, meal plan or meal prep, do you really don't have, do you really not have the time or do you choose to waste the time? So being intentional is just really taking into account your whole life as a whole and really beginning to be very strategic and responsible for your time, your energy, for everything that is really in, in your life as a whole. You really want to be able to take your life and be responsible for it. Don't allow, like, one thing is, is being intentional is when you wake up in the morning and the first thing you do, those first, that first hour, those first couple of minutes, what do you do with, with your time? Do you immediately get a, get, pick your phone up and look at the news? Are you looking at CNN? Are you on social media? That's not being intentional because you're going to be, your mood is going to be changed and dictated by whatever you see. You know, you never know what you're going to see. You might wake up and the one thing that you don't want to see that day is somebody is on vacation, look like they're living it up. And then (laughs) all of a sudden you have these negative emotions. You're you're jealous. You're beginning to be just um, not content with your life. You're discontent. You're just like, like your whole day is kind of like, already kind of going downhill because of what you chose to do in the beginning. So take responsibility for your own life and for your own time. Don't allow other people to tell you how you're going to feel. Don't allow other people to switch and change your mood. You have to really be on top of your own space and on top of your own um, reactions and your thoughts and everything. And so you really have to be intentional with what you're going to do with your time Um, how you're going to spend your time, your money, your resources, your energy, the best parts of you, you need to be in control of.
0: That is very true. And I I like the fact that you touched on responsibility. And Mm -hmm. when I'm working with clients, I'm like, are you ready to take responsibility? Because I right. frankly don't have time for excuses <laughs> because uh-huh. basically you're telling me you want this particular end result, whether it's um, you want to eat healthier or you want to lose weight, whatever it is. And if you're not going to, if you're gonna blame everyone else, everything uh-huh. else, then I really can't help you. Again, let's look at the whole mindset thing. You are not a victim. There are people who right. do worse and have still reached their goals. So I I try to Get them to reframe it, but I try not to work with people that that won't take responsibility because until you can Mm -hmm. own the decisions that you're making on a day-to-day basis, no one, it's not a doctor's job to heal or fix you. It's not a coach's job to, that's not their job. Their job is to Mm -hmm. guide, to help you uncover Mm -hmm. those pitfalls and guide you and keep you accountable to get to that goal. Like it's not magic, you know, no one can force you to do something outside of your will so right. it's definitely very important and also how you were talking about how certain foods make you feel i always tell people mm-hmm. do a food journal people will be like well i have mm-hmm. heartburn and i'm just like do you know when do you get this heartburn and mm-hmm. people flat out don't know so I'm like, I need to a food journal for a week. Every time you eat something, yes. you start feeling crappy, 30 minutes, an hour, two hours later, write it down. This helps you become more aware of the foods mm-hmm. that are going to give you difficulties so you can either avoid them or you can find another way to have them without whatever ingredient. So uh, a lot of people, there are a lot of gluten-free recipes the world doesn't mm-hmm. have to end, but you're not gonna find out until you keep track of it. So it's definitely yes. very important, even with all aspects of your life, not just food, but your spiritual life, All this applies to all areas. You can journal yes. all areas of your life. Um, and you yes. also mentioned that there's too much noise. There is way too much mm-hmm. noise. People telling you this, yes. that, and the other. So yes, cut out that noise, focus on the things that are keeping you away from your goals. Identify them mm-hmm. and then reframe and change them. Okay. Yes. Perfect. So our last question again, we've covered this, but I'll ask it anyway. It's how can women discover and live
1: out their purpose? Um, it starts with the getting quiet because that is still part of my journey. Um, when I was beginning to shift from being a pharmacist to being a life coach, um, I didn't know what I was going to do next. I didn't know what was missing in my life and it, how I. Found my purpose was by getting quiet, taking a sabbatical and really pouring out my heart to God and just saying, God, what is it that you want me to do? And once I got quiet and I and I turned all the noise off, I was ever I was able to hear God more clear than I had before and he began to give me the steps and he began to tell me about life coaching and then I was like well life coaching you know then I discovered Christian life coaching and then I was able to research schools and I found the perfect school and then I got the resources to actually be able to go to that school so everything began to fall in place so I really believe that getting quiet and just really going back to the um, you know being a Christian you know God is he knows exactly the plans that he has for you he doesn't have to figure it out and we, you know, what we have to do is we have to seek him to really find out what he created us to do. And I believe that along the way, your life gives you clues. So yeah. pay attention to some of the things that, you know, that you love. Something, some some things that, you know, if me and you walked into the same room. There are certain things that you're going to pay attention to that I'm going to pay no attention to. Like, it's not even going to <laughs> pique my interest. And then vice versa, there's certain things that I'm going to be drawn to Because we are all uniquely designed. And so just pay attention to those things that you really love. Those things that give you joy. Like even just doing this interview and this podcast has really given me so much energy because I'm doing what I always wanted to do. I want to encourage, um, educate, and teach. Those are some of the things that are, those are my spiritual gifts. And so that's another thing. You want to take spiritual gifts, like your spiritual gifts assessment, and find out those gifts that God has put in you. And also a personality test. One of my favorite ones to take is the, it's called DISC, D-I-S-C. Mm-hmm. And it's so, it was so accurate. And it was something that it was like, wow, like this completely explains and sums me up in a nutshell. And once you begin to discover those things, then do something about it. Take some action. It goes back to what I was saying in the beginning. You don't have to go out and just quit your job immediately and begin to just live this passion. But if you will begin to incorporate something that you love every day, maybe every week on a weekend, you begin to spark so much joy. And this, to me, life is not worth living if you're not living it joyful and purposeful. And so one of the things that I, um, one of my taglines for my business is I help you, you, I help my clients create harmony by living in, t- in tune with their desires, their desire so that they can live their destiny. And so when you begin to create harmony in your life, you do that by being living in tune with your desires. What are those things that I've always liked? Since I was a little girl, I was you could find me sitting at home playing school with my dogs, passing out um, <laughs> tests and letting them take tests and teaching. I was inspiring. I was encouraging. And so those that that is some of my desires. I love to dance. I love to I love fashion. I love anything with the art. So those are my desires. So when you begin to pay attention to that, then pay attention to your design. What are those gifts that God put in me? um, I know that I can, one of the things that I can do really well is that I can, like I said, I can inspire, um, I'm an encourager by nature. I love to speak. And so those are the things that you need to really begin to really pay attention to and begin to incorporate those into your everyday life. And then that's how you're going to reach your destiny. And when all of those things become, come together, it's like your life becomes, like you become more in harmony with your life. It's almost like before you discover your purpose and discover those desires, it's almost like you're like listening to an out-of-tune choir or listening to an out-of-tune band playing. Like if you hear, I don't know if you ever heard a band playing and they're out of tune, but it's almost like you cover your ears, like it's so painful. <laughs> yeah, And that's how life is, before you discover your purpose. It's almost like it's painful because it's just like it's out of, you're out of tune, you're not in alignment. But when you begin to, to start shaping your life with your desires, with your design, Start with your desires and with your design, then you can live your destiny, and that's how you create harmony. And that's what I like to do with my clients. We really begin to try to create more harmony in your life. So, your life is almost like a, a well played song, like a tune that you just love to listen to, and you just love waking up to your life every day because you're excited about what you're doing. Your life is in harmony. You're synchronized with who God created you to be. And that's when you begin to really begin to live your purpose and your life begins to be full of joy. And, and you know, it's almost like your gray skies turn to color and you begin to really begin to love life. And you don't need an alarm clock to get up in the morning. You're like already up because you're just excited about life.
0: Have you read the book, The Giver? I haven't. I haven't heard of it. They made us read it and um, I don't know if it was like middle school, but apparently they, the, they lived in this little community and they could only see things in black and white. And so uh-huh. I don't remember the, the specifics, but eventually one of the little, little boys started seeing things in color. And so everyone was all upset. And I think they, I don't know, I think they ran away, something. But I think that life is kind of like that. It's in black and white. When you're not aware of your purpose, but then when you get in alignment with God and how he created you to be with, like you said, your gifts, your talents, then you start to see things in color. I don't know mm-hmm. it just popped into my yeah. head.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Very true.
0: So what are some ways that women can get in t- touch with you or get in contact with you?
1: Well, the best way is going to be my um, website, which is also oh you coaching, and it's just that's how it sounds. Also, oh you coaching. Um, one of the things that I just created, which I've been getting really good reviews, is I have a course called Increase and Flourish, and it's basically everything I've been talking about. Um, how do you increase in your life and so that you can flourish? You need to increase in like several key areas of your life, and so I go through. It's a series of 10 videos with worksheets, with affirmations, with prayers, and different things that you can do to truly increase in floor. So you can get all of that information on my website. And, again, it is osoucoaching.com. And, also, I'm on Instagram and Facebook at the same handle, ohsoyoucoaching.
0: That's great. So I have one quick question. What was your okay. – um, uh, what letter were you in DISC when you took
1: it? Um, I was a I. Actually, we did, when I did it, it was like a combination, but I was a okay. really high I. But okay. ISC is like, um, I I was a high I and then S was the, the next one.
0: Gotcha. I took it and I got an S. I don't remember what the other ones were. That's that's the main one that I remember. But I always like to ask people when they take these things, like, oh, what was yours? And then kind of like piece it together, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Um, so, Well, thank you. I've really enjoyed this interview. And I know that it's definitely going to touch many women who are listening to this, actually anyone, but thanks again, Tiffany. Thank you for taking time out of your day to do this interview. Um,
1: and yeah, thanks again. Thank you. I enjoyed it. So thank you for the opportunity. Um, I really pray that your listeners really get something out of it. Um, I just want one thing that I just really want is for I don't want people to just be inspired and motivated for a minute. Like I, I really want you to get up and continuously every day work on keeping that same inspiration every day so that you can truly, you know, move and make progress. Because if you're not moving and you're not growing, then you're slowly dying. And we don't want that. So I pray that it was a blessing and that it's something that people will take and be able to really run with the information.
0: Thank you for tuning in to today's episode of the Wealthier Together podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes and share this podcast with a friend.